three, two, one. You're listening to episode 36 of the JP Pod. I'm JP. I'm Fiddlin' Leona. How is everyone doing out there today? Frozen. Frozen? (laughs) Hopefully so, unless you're down in the southern hemisphere. Should be frozen, well frozen today. We've uh, uh, had a different day planned for today, but I couldn't get off my heel. <laughs> yes, it's a, well, snow is a stopped, mm-hmm. stopped ice. snowing, but the uh, uh, ice. ice, ice, it's ice, ice, ice. <laughs> but uh, the ice is deep. <laughs> it's not really deep. It's just like really thin, but it's really slick. So we yes. kind of had to give up on getting our car worked on today. Yes, it's aggravating. It is. We've, uh, it's one of those deals you, we haven't been able to pinpoint the exact problem yet, but I think we're narrowing in on it. Yeah, uh, I guess. Tires rotated, uh, tires balanced, uh, all brand new front axles problem still persists so we're down to uh, wheel bearings now (laughs) so uh, hopefully in a day or two we can reschedule and get our car fixed i don't understand these minds thing like it you want to talk about like hmm what do you think what's the problem and then like yeah it ain't that or something and then just carries on forever yeah and and eventually you (laughs) never get it fixed because it's like yeah it's probably not that it's probably this and then you fix that and you're like well it's still there Mm -hmm. uh so uh we'll continue on with that journey as soon as it thaws out long enough for us to uh, yeah but then it the snow is coming again i think yeah on and off next few days so Uh, we'll we'll get it fixed sometime, hopefully by spring. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, so today's episode we wanted to focus on episode number four. Number four. Number four. As you can see, what we're wearing, we're kind of froze to death right yes, now. Yes. We're down here in this basement that's not warmed up yet. And uh, but uh, this is episode four from the Netflix original series Swap Shop, mm-hmm. and the name of the episode is Fiddling Around. So they kind of, you kind of got a name, I guess, credit on that, <laughs> uh, for that episode or, or whatnot. But we, on that episode, we go to Beale Wright's mm-hmm. uh, closed down service station. Yes. It's an old, like, 1950s uh, bebop. bebop. <laughs> it does have kind of a bebop feel to yeah, it. Yeah, I guess it? so. But uh, it's uh, he just uh, mainly stores stuff there now. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was out on the out on the other end of Knoxville, the western side of Knoxville. Mm-hmm. It was a little little bit out of our way, and that was actually, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first day of filming, right? Yes, it was. Okay. All I remember is just how hot it was. Yes. I mean, I was like, I'm wearing the same clothes, but I today I'm froze to death. But on that day, I was sweating like, literally, all the way. Uh, yeah, that was really hard. I actually, even <laughs> I had an undershirt like to like a sweat shirt yeah. underneath. Yeah, and then I guess you see that we we went into the back room mm-hmm. um, to find those uh, lunchbox and everything. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness, that that back room did not have any. Like air, and the windows were painted shut. 
<laughs> so there was no circulation whatsoever. Yes, I mean, I guess not just us camera people and everybody were. That And, and yeah. that was July, right? I believe so. Yes, yeah. so have you heard the... the uh, the statement or the old quotation hotter than a firecracker on the 4th of July. <laughs> well, that's, that's what that day was, but it was a, it was an interesting pick though. D- disclaimer up front. That was the first time we filmed. Mm-hmm. So all of that stuff, we didn't get a lot there, but it's all gone. Yeah. So if anybody's curious about that, yeah. uh, or 95% of it's gone yes. or whatever, <laughs> but, uh, so uh, uh, we don't have any of that, but I kind of wanted to, that episode kind of played into our game. Yeah. Our game with the show was, <laughs> so if anybody's listening that was making it, we wanted any way possible to infuse as much about the music of Appalachia and East Tennessee as we could. Yes. So, you know, as soon as we got the, you know, most people would get a call to do a TV show and they're like, yeah, you know, like me or something, something <laughs> along those lines. And we're like, we can force bluegrass music on yeah. pop c- popular culture. Yes. I so, mean, apparently Netflix really executive people are really wanting us to play music. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully we'll be able to do that again or so. <laughs> At some but, point but, in time. Yeah. But so, so we got to kind of feature a little bit through antiquing and picking. Yeah. We got to show the other kind of, the original kind of picking mm-hmm. i don't know where that other term came from i guess there's some tv show called something about picking <laughs> yes, yes i'd never heard that <laughs> to me a picker has always been a banjo picker, picker guitar picker whatever but not, not fiddle picker but yeah. yeah fiddle picker don't really work <laughs> does it well you could pluck it i guess if well, you... i'm i'm Picking some in my song. But, oh, true, true. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. A little bit of fiddle picking. Uh-huh. But so so we got to do that uh, with Bill Wright, who's also played, uh, once we got there, I realized he played guitar and sang. So. Mm-hmm. And he's a songwriter also. And songwriter, so. yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, the little the tune we're playing uh, on the show uh, is a clip. of It's one of his, his tunes. Yeah. And I think the film crew and everybody got, shocked that we had never heard that original song or something yes like everybody's we like were, do you know how to play that and i'm like well yes <laughs> because we started kind of jamming and then he was like well this is the, my song i wrote blah 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 and then we're like okay we'll just follow you along <laughs> and then the producer back then was like did you all know this song or something i'm like no, no. this is the first time we've heard but it was fun. It was. It was. It was a fun. He time. was very nice, and uh, I think the jamming song mm-hmm. put us, you know, closer together. Got me that sure. five dollar discount. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about it. I mean, a five dollar discount. You talked about that. Uh, <laughs> um, in the show, we bought two big old. I think two or three big old uh, glass huge. jar. Pickled egg uh, pickle jars yes, full of uh, matches, matches. Yes. which is pretty much your it's collecting. Kind of my thing. Yes. Yeah, we don't really but sell But what we talked about <laughs> in Japan, everybody kind of likes these stuff, is mm-hmm. not, you know, not, not a lie or anything. No, no. Um, I think people like, you know, how cool the design mm-hmm. and the writing is and so on uh, this this particular box wasn't featured it was fe- it was filmed but we didn't talk about it necessarily mm-hmm. but it's an old uh, if you're on the podcast listening 
It's a it's an old fifty pack of Viceroy matches, mm-hmm. book matches, and uh, you represent yeah, like represent that. that. It's got like a thousand lights in it, as you can see. Uh, hopefully, every, I don't know if every single one of them work. They could be a dud. Yeah. But uh, so fifty pack, and this one here, Bill told me the story while we were there. It just didn't end up on the episode, but he told me the story of what's so special about these Viceroy matches. A lot of the other ones were random advertising, but these are from the Viceroy Cigarette Company. And, you know, you can see, if you're watching, probably can't, but but it's got a really nice Viceroy uh, logo on the front of it. Mm-hmm. And then when you open it, so you open the book of matches, open those up right there. Now flip it back towards me and let me read. <laughs> Hold on, I almost <laughs> fell out of the chair. I got so excited. Let me read the quote that's inside. It says, Viceroy, the taste that's right, not too strong, not too light. So that kind of plays into that uh, back in the 50s and stuff, back when cigarettes were good, like made you work so, harder. So if you light, lit, 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 yeah. Is that right? Uh-huh. The cigarette with this Viceroy matches, mm-hmm. it should taste right is what you're saying i will say this my grandpa who was a he was an avid smoker mm-hmm. uh, pale male or paul mall depending <laughs> on how you pronounce it non-filter but he would not he smoked cigarettes his whole life but he would not touch a cigarette that was lit by a lighter uh-huh i mean even with the people with pipes, pipes and stuff yeah. everybody you know so light lit light lit, lit. with the but uh, so anyway, yeah, the taste I guess was important at mm-hmm. some point because the even the what's the fancy the not big that's the cheesy lighters the Zippo. zippos even with that you kind of got that kerosene true kind of taste but with these it's more sulfur okay so when you strike a match you got that sulfur smell so I guess people that smoke like to smell the inside of volcanoes okay <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't know. So that's right. I so anyway, guess, but he, yeah. the, what makes these specials not all of the stuff we've been talking about, mm-hmm. but these are front strikes. So on the book, as you open it, the, the, the strike pad is actually on the front. Mm-hmm. And Bill was telling me that at some point, I don't, 60s or 70s, he said that uh, they made that illegal. Mm-hmm. So because there was a, it, it was easy for these to accidentally catch on fire, like the match would come out and hang down. Mm-hmm. So they moved them all at that point the to the back side, which is more safe. So I just wanted to kind of keep these as kind of a, a, a memory of the day and just a story that I could use on this podcast right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, but... Uh, well, he gave you the... The five dollar discount, yeah, for us to jam. So, uh, yes, but I mean, even we can't really ship this. It's flammable. Yeah, but um, um, in Japan, if you go to like an antique store, Mm -hmm. they would have a few of the matches for sale, and then that's usually having the cool writing, yeah, or uh, advertisement, or Holiday Inn, or yes, any sort of Americana, yes. This. So kind of connects to the advertising mm-hmm. um, thing. We were, I think, on the episode we bought this one, maybe. Uh, n- not, exactly, not exactly, but like the these, yes. kind of. 
but uh, I know a lot of people probably saw this, and these are just cardboard, like Budweiser, Coors Light, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, cardboard coasters. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, they're great for marketing and advertising for any sort of business or organization. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in Japan, if you have like a, a themed bar or cafe mm -hmm. or even at your house like a, like a quote-unquote man cave that's got a lot of like alcohol advertising and stuff, mm -hmm. these are a must. Yes, and then I, I think it's not just really bars but people collect this yeah. for what what do you call it? man cave whatever yeah you know just kind of variety of yeah different different, different kinds or maybe you're just a budweiser person or maybe you like other uh, styles of american I like beer this i've got this one that's kind of flipped this is a little <laughs> bit older this is actually kieran beer from japan but for here in the united states and what's cool about uh, this one, it's got a sumo wrestler on it, and then it's got a sweepstakes. So on the back side of it, this is back in the days when you could mail things and like people brought them to your house and stuff on time <laughs> and more than once a week <laughs> or at 7 o'clock at night. But, uh, but anyway, this is uh, uh, on the back you could fill out the card with your name and address and phone number, and you could win a trip, an all-expense-paid trip for two people to go to Tokyo and after and go to the grand sumo match the final day and then afterwards you get to eat with a sumo wrestler that'd be awesome other you than the fact would, would there be any food left well true but <laughs> wouldn't you want to do that with uh who's your favorite um Chiyomaru Chiyomaru yeah yes. I doubt there'd be much food left <laughs> But uh, but anyway, so so that's just kind of an example of those yes. coasters. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have some. I just don't have. Uh, yeah, so we need to put this on the website sometime soon. Too, yeah, for sale. So if anybody's interested in coasters, they're lightweight, so shipping is very cheap. So, yes, uh, it's cool things to have. Yes. Tiny mementos is what makes makes everything. Uh -huh. And then also in the episode we picked the snoopy box or yeah, it was in peanuts the, yeah the lunch box in the back room yeah yeah that was cute i'll give you the one our first uh the, when we went to the back room there you know everybody's like just go on back there and just look around and see if you can find anything and what was that first thing you opened those giant boxes of plastic grapes <laughs> so i was like, yeah, like i say this was first know. day of filming so i was thinking i've got to react to everything that we look at or something <laughs> Because uh, there wasn't very much uh, instruction whatsoever. So she's like, oh, let's see what's in here. And she opens it up, and it's a bunch of dry, uh, fake plastic fruit and grapes. Yes. I didn't know what it was, really. And so. all I could say is like, wow. <laughs> plastic. Plastic fruits. But uh, but as we dug back there, we did find some lunch boxes and stuff. And the Snoopy lunch box kind of has a lot of interest in Japan. Well, you you can you kind of got into that lunchbox section, mm -hmm. and then you know I think on the episode it had the moment that I was talking about like we don't have the culture mm -hmm. of uh, carrying the lunchbox to but, school. But now you do have bento box. Yes, but that's but kind of different. The, yeah, you know I mean we do have bento box mm -hmm. cloth bag uh -huh. that mom made or right, something right, like right. that but uh, not the can right the tin yeah actual uh, yes yes lunch box yes 
and uh, but when we went to that back room and then uh, mm-hmm. we were just like talking about like oh that's nice so and so or so and then then I, I was carrying it was not on the show but I, I was looking at the Barbie one oh yeah yeah and then you said the comment like uh, oh yeah that's exactly like what I used to have or something I, and I was I, like <laughs> you mine was plastics yes, what I meant yes yeah. you meant that but like I was like what like a Barbie yeah, like a pink yeah. one yeah that's what I used to carry every day and I got beat up every day at school no I just meant the plastic yes, one yes, yeah yes. I was from a little I guess the plastic time <laughs> but uh, so so anyway so we got the lunchbox actually even the lunchbox I got that specific lunchbox I got a uh, email or, or uh, maybe a message, message. yeah okay. through my uh, Facebook fan page okay. and uh, this guy's like that's my lunchbox <laughs> and like the the th- he gave me details he even took pictures or screenshots from the TV, TV show show that was kind of showing the edge of the lunchbox mm-hmm. that's a little dented uh, yeah he said I put that dent in it when I was in <laughs> elementary school but the rest oh of the story gosh. didn't really match up because where he lost supposedly yeah. was like 150 miles away from where yes. I found it. So I don't think that box got that far. Yeah. But, but uh, I understand. I mean, that that kind of... That connection. Us, yes, like if people literally used to carry lunchbox. Mm-hmm. I, that's, nowadays, kids carry those lunchbox? I, we don't have kids, so we don't know. Something tells me probably not. Probably not. I mean, I'm sure some, a few do, but uh, the yeah. ones that don't want to eat the school food. I'll give you the secret what I did a lot of times. I took lunch and ate school oh food. Oh, my gosh. Like I say, I like to eat oh back, back Why in the day. Why do you put it in the lunch box, though? Like, uh, I would usually have, now, here, now this is weird. Okay. Really weird. Mine would usually consist of something like a tuna sandwich or a sar- sometimes even a sardine sandwich. To school? Yeah. See, oh it grossed gosh. everybody out. Yeah, I would say around. so. So <laughs> I, would eat, uh, I would eat that. I would also have like a small bag of chips. Uh-huh. I would also have a pack of crackers. I would also usually have a little Debbie cake of some oh sort. Oh, my gosh. And then I would eat the school lunch as well. But I, my granny kept me well fed. <laughs> So I had, basically, I used the lunchbox as my snack to get me to lunch. Okay. So the lunchbox was full of snacks, basically. Basically, and yeah. sandwich. So that's, like, so American. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. We're the only... I mean, I like, don't... Even, even nowadays, I know everybody brings snacks mm-hmm. to school, but, like, in Japan, that's, like the biggest taboo right right but all day long you're like talking about health and wellness so yeah it's kind of <laughs> if you're talking about health and wellness all day you can't really bring in potato chips peanut butter crackers yeah. little debbie cakes sardine sandwiches oh my gosh but uh, but anyway so so you got to experience that uh, uh that was kind of fun for you to talk about the lunchbox yeah. and uh did they even is that even on the episode much? Your great story about the lunch? It is, it. It is a okay. little bit. A and little then bit. Nowadays, and it's lunch boxes are still not for kids really. Mm-hmm. It's more of um, uh, pretty girls dressed up and 
Oh, to go with an outfit. Yeah, it's like a strawberry shortcake. Yeah. You know, lunchbox to go with Mm -hmm. or something like that. So I'm always looking for good deal on the lunchbox. But also, too, anything Snoopy is hugely popular in Japan. That's correct. Yes. Because if I'm not mistaken, the image of Snoopy is actually owned by Sony. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Spider-Man. Yeah. But uh, but the same thing. Spider-Man's huge in Japan. But you don't see much like Captain America or anything yeah. like that. So, but the Peanuts is weird because you never see anything much Charlie Brown, which is the Peanuts story yes. in Japan. It's Snoopy. I mean, if you see him, then Snoopy is with him right. or something. Right. You know. So it's kind of like a side <laughs> character's become the main act. But did you know, I know you know Snoopy plays banjo. I've seen, I actually have one shirt. Yes, yes. I've got a t-shirt with Snoopy playing banjo, and I've seen a couple other illustrations. Mm -hmm. Does Woodchuck, is that Woodchuck or Tweet Tweet? I'm not sure. Maybe Woodchuck. Woodchuck. Sounds better. Uh Tweet Tweet, I think, is the other company. Tweet Tweet has a more rounded head. Okay. And I think Woodchuck has, has the spiked haircut. Uh-huh. Okay. But I, does Woodchuck play anything? He might play like a, what's it called? Not the keyboard, but like. Uh, Xylophone? Now that you blow into or something. Uh, oh, that's something only something. you know about. I don't know I don't what know. that is. But I, I, I know. No, I'm not talking about that one. I'm mm-hmm. talking about that boy. Charlie Brown? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Plays a fiddle. I saw some of my friends huh. posted on Facebook and saying, like, oh, I didn't know he was a fiddle player or something. Huh. If anybody out there has got any images of uh, <laughs> Woodchuck or Snoopy, Snoopy or Charlie Brown playing some sort of instrument. And uh, especially banjo or fiddle. Banjo would or be fiddle. Great. <laughs> yeah, shoot us, shoot us that image. Even if you just rip it off the internet or something, you can send that to the, T H E, jppod at gmail.com. That's the jppod at gmail.com. And while we're also talking about stuff, don't forget about our store, mm-hmm. which is at fiddlinleona.com. Mm-hmm. And there's a thing that says shop up at the top. Mm-hmm. Go in there and check out our products. You can always support a small business. You can shop locally, globally. You can mm-hmm. support our small business from anywhere in the world at fiddling, F-I-D-D-L-I-N-G-L-E-O-N-A, leona.com. Yes. We have those vintage stuff that throat in a little bit started adding some stuff so yeah go i mean we've got some i got some patches yes yes uh, little uh, cup cups uh, um, some fire a little bit of fire king i've got more on its way i'm yes. cataloging it as mm-hmm. we speak so we're going to try to unload some stuff because yes. we can't obviously travel much so yeah. uh we'll go ahead and unload and some also stuff. we have like hats and t-shirts and stuff mm-hmm. and then a lot of people who found us Mm -hmm. on instagram was telling us like yeah i'm glad he was wearing your character because that you know led them to come to our instagram account be able to find it Mm -hmm. at fiddling leon yeah but that's sideway though yeah this shirt (laughs) was last minute like (laughs) i just needed something i wanted something to wear but we didn't have our official shirts made or designed completely at the moment Mm -hmm. so i just threw this one together and and sent it in and i realized that it's the animation of leona's body uh, the cartoon animation mm-hmm. and i did not center the body <laughs> i centered the actual photo so it's kind of off center 
Yeah. So, you know. So I've been calling your sideways t-shirts on Netflix. Where well, yeah. millions of people can <laughs> look at my sideways. But it worked. It worked. It worked. It caught everybody's it, attention. It, Probably it, everybody's like, is that really sideways? Yeah. You know, I, I asked it. some people and they said, I didn't even notice that. And I said, well, maybe I was the only person that did. So. Yeah. But I that's knew it was that. off center when I put it on. I actually, I got you one too. And yours was right because of the sizing or something. Something. Yeah. 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 So hers was actually even, and mine looks terrible. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, we wore this uh, <laughs> on the show. So moving on within that show, uh, besides the lunchbox, kind of the main thing we talked about in the show was a fiddle that we purchased. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, not, not an expensive, expensive fiddle. No, no. More no. like a student fiddle. Yes. But uh, obviously the strings were off of it and, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So I'm going to turn that over to Leona mm-hmm. because when you're out, whether you're on a swap shop call or you're going to the flea market or a yard sale, you'll probably run into fiddles or violins yes. uh, at some point in time. Yes, and then I need to stop that, but <laughs> <What's> <laughs> I've that? got too many fiddles now. But anyway, because <laughs> you're going to make fun of me buying too many fiddles no that's true but uh um so on that uh, episode the one that i found was the same copy of stradivarius yes yes and i think they put it in there talking about even if it says a copy of it doesn't really mean it's fake or it mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's cheap it's all depends uh-huh. And uh, so the first thing I usually look at is um, when you have the fiddle on this F hole, if you look in inside here, mm-hmm. there should be a sticker. They might, if it's not, it's really handmade. Right. I don't know what to tell, but mm-hmm. uh, um, usually there is a rectangular sticker on it. Mm-hmm. And it should say what year it's made or what year they fixed uh, who fixed it, mm-hmm. that, that type of stuff, is information is in there. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, you can kind of type those words. If you couldn't read it, right. if it's in a different language or so, you t- type in whatever it's in there in Google search. That will kind of tell you, give you the information, what year it was made, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Th- this one here is kind, of kind of a good example mm-hmm. Uh of, of a fiddle that came from a cell. This actually came from my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And originally, actually, my uncle. And then my uncle gave it to my grandfather. And my grandfather gave it to me. But this was a deal. A guys had cleaned out a, a storage thing. Like a, I guess it was, I don't think it was a storage unit, but like a house. It was mm-hmm. a house that they were just using for storage. Mm-hmm. And found like four fiddles. And this one was actually a five-string, mm-hmm. which is very unusual. Mm-hmm. Leona actually plays a five-string. Mm-hmm. So uh, most fiddles and violins are four, mm-hmm. uh, but you get that extra deep C, C mm-hmm. note. But uh, he actually got these, got all four, my grandpa or my uncle got all four fiddles for $100. Mm-hmm. So $25 a piece. My goodness. And this one needed a little bit of work to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you actually got this one done professionally. Yes. And, uh, you know, a fi- uh, 25 bucks for the violin or the fiddle and uh, maybe a couple hundred bucks on the restoration. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a 
about a $2,000 fiddle. So mm -hmm. there's actually money to be made on that. Yes. You just have to be careful because if it's a really cheap fiddle, it may not be worth yes. trying to fix. If, if it's, it's really, really broken pieces, mm -hmm. which this was in a rough shape. Yeah. If you remembered or not on here, yes. you kind of be able to see the kind of crack looking dark spot dark spot thing. here we had to put the wood mm -hmm. to fill in here but apparently when i took it over to open up the back and everything mm -hmm. this must have been like a knife oh it, yeah it had a knife st stuck in it yeah yeah i don't know if that was on purpose <laughs> or accident but yeah uh, uh, i think when they got that they told them that one had a hole in it because there had been a knife in it mm-hmm so, so, and it was interesting, he figured that out just by looking at it. Yes. And so. then it was, I guess it was not going through to the back, but it was coming to the back uh -huh. of wood. So he could tell it was knife mm -hmm. stubbing onto this. So you kind of mm -hmm. might learn some. And, and this one history. was, I think, uh, eight, uh, 1890s. I think it, that's what he said. It was around the 1890s. So it's a late 1800s fiddle. Does it have a date in it? That's ah, the copy, though. Mm -hmm. It's copied from oh, a sixteen. Yes. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like I say, uh, I used to, when I worked at the college up in Kentucky at the Bluegrass School, mm -hmm. like a couple of times a year at least, there'd be somebody, there'd be some guy roll in and be like, "Hey, I need somebody to look at this. I found a Stradivarius. Mm -hmm. You got to be careful." Like yes. a lot of does this one say Stradivarius? This no, one this doesn't, one's does not. It. This was a. Uh, Magini or Magini, okay. Yeah, that's a different shape. Okay. Yes. But uh, so it's a different. So if you see the word Stradivarius, you're still not. You've not hit a home run yet. No, 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 no. Um, like I said, the if it is the guy of that Stradivarius mm -hmm. himself, right, the maker himself, filled the whole entire thing. Yes, you hit the jackpot. Yes. But, um, he had a lot of students, basically, and mm -hmm. that was a family business also. So there's like his uh, nephews, his cousins mm -hmm. also worked for him. Right. So partially could it be him, but par mostly done by, yes, uh, his student or mm -hmm. his family member. Then the price ranges. Goes down. Yes, totally yeah. different. Um, but... Um, uh, Speaking of this fiddle instrument, mm -hmm. my violin teacher, uh -huh. the the teacher that I took from when I was four years old, uh, she used to live in Germany. She was studying uh -huh. in Germany, and then uh, when she was in school, I think she worked for the like a uh, archive uh -huh. of that school, and uh, she basically found the antique violin that she really fell in love with. Uh -huh. And, I mean, her whole entire family is very wealthy and, mm -hmm. you know, not poor at all. Mm -hmm. But he, even, like, she, she <laughs> sent her dad, like, if, if her dad wouldn't buy her that instrument, uh -huh. she wouldn't come home. <laughs> like a ransom? <laughs> I see, I see, I see. Yes, so she, she has a really, like, old um, fiddle that was probably... I don't know, like three million dollars or something like that. Wow. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, just always, 
I've known people that are, you know, fiddle players or violinists or whatever. Mm -hmm. They can actually tell some way by the density of the wood. Mm -hmm. Even if the strings are off of it, mm -hmm. they can mash in and tell by the bend in the wood. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, uh, that's one way to mm -hmm. see, you know, about the wood and everything. But what I do with my guy uh -huh. is, um, you know, the pencil that you use it has the eraser on the top. Just a standard the number standard two pencil. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So using that eraser thing, and then he tells me like which point to tap, uh -huh. and listen to the sound, then tell him what note it is, uh -huh. which I can tell uh -huh. of the perfect pitch thing. Uh, but I tell, oh, this is A, and then like this is a G, this is a blah blah blah, so on. Mm -hmm. So when when I had when I got this, I did that with him because uh -huh. I was still here. He was in Japan, mm -hmm. so I did that. And then this one, it does sounds okay, but it was basically built as a regular four string. Fiddle. The neck was added later. No, no, no. The four string fiddle, and they put thing into fifth like a five string uh -huh. fiddle so whole body is made for regular right scale mm -hmm. so whenever i play the higher end mm -hmm. it rings okay uh -huh. but it's a little in the middle is a little muddy uh -huh. and that uh, he could have just tailed that from just tapping those few huh. points by the just by the wood uh -huh. what the wood is tuned to yes but yeah it uh but yeah, just like I say, if you find basically if you find a violin for twenty bucks somewhere, go ahead and get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, if nothing, it would be a decent student violin. Yes. But like the one from Bill Wright's, the strings were gone. The bridge which holds the strings was off of it, or not? Was it off of it completely? Bridge. Yeah. Or was it held up with a string? Bridge was on there, I think. Bridge was on. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it needed some work done yes. to it. But uh, but yeah, just keep your eyes out when you're when you're out picking, not music picking, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, antique picking, <laughs> fiddles or violins. Leona loves those. Mm -hmm. Do you come across <laughs> banjo any? I have found a banjos like four or five times, but it's always something really cheap. Yes. Even like when you watch. That TV show, that other one, mm -hmm. uh, on the History Channel, they'll find a banjo or something every now and then. Mm -hmm. But it's never. I always get so frustrated when instruments show up on like those other TV uh -huh, shows, uh -huh, uh -huh. and they're like, "This could be worth." And I know it's not because I can <laughs> see what it is. This yeah, could be worth a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, or, I guess banjo is a little bit like you have to go to the people who collected or played. Yes. As to fiddle can be in somebody's literally barn or yes. garage yeah. just laying around. And, so. and with banjos, the ones that you want to keep your eye out for is anything pre-World War II. So, yes. for uh, you know, 40 and below, especially in the 30s mostly, any sort of Gibson banjo. Mm -hmm. If you see a Gibson banjo that looks that it could be that age, mm -hmm. it could be some serious money because there's only a few hundred known in existence on the planet. Does Gibson make banjo anymore? No, they do not. So does that mean the one that's already been out is going to be certain 
prices later. Yeah, even the newer old ones, when I say, you know, something 15 years old. Uh-huh. Will be something in the future? Yes, yes. Okay. So, huh. So, but if you see a Gibson, like say a banjo that says Gibson on it, and it looks really old, you could have something. But there's also too a lot of counterfeits. Yes, a lot of counterfeits <laughs> out there. So, uh, yes. So sometimes if you see those, maybe instrument, you can send us the picture. Yeah, if you find something real it. interesting, yes. that's that's probably that's our expert, expert. <laughs> our most expertise. Yes, and then the. <laughs> You okay? Yeah. Uh, <coughs> Choked. Um, um, not just a fiddle. Um, I don't know if it was on the episode or not, but usually this part and the bow part is a totally different mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So you can just only purchase this itself. Mm-hmm. You can purchase only the bow itself, so on. Um, bow. You, you can. Re, you've been slowly learning how learning to rehair a bow. Rehair a bow. Uh huh. So and just a quick interesting fact that most people don't know: it's horse hair. Uh, nobody knows. Uh, we just do because we play music. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder whenever I, 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 I. Some people do, but but the thick hair on the bow is a horse. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, uh, I don't know. I've watched the YouTube video of uh, how to get to the point of mm-hmm. you can put it into the bow. Right. You know, from the regular horse. Cut the hair tail. off the horse yes, and then, yes. yeah. That's quite a bit of work. It is. In so. each strand, right? You have to deal with each. Well, it has to be. Basically, it's like a hair. Mm-hmm. So you have to clean a lot, mm-hmm. making sure that's straight and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It, it's quite a lot of job. Yeah, so. so you might not want to take on that task. Not that you. part, but uh, <laughs> if I have a bow hair, mm-hmm. then I'll be... I'll be able to put it in, which takes a while, Mm -hmm. but uh, I need to practice a little bit more. All right. Well, moving on from the bow hair, Mm -hmm. um, basically, uh, we kind of hit on, we jammed. And a lot of people may see that and be like, what are those guys? They didn't just randomly play music together or something. That is the case a lot of times around here. there's a thick we were talking about this last night there's they're always trying to push art like drawing and stuff Uh but like in this region but as far as dna wise you're missing out on the opportunity of focusing on music yeah and traditional american music Uh uh you know that's kind of traditionally over the years what a lot of people around here have played whether it was uh ballad singing Mm mm-hmm uh, story, basically storytelling uh, to song, mm-hmm. fiddle playing, banjo, guitar. Uh, that this whole region. I mean, it's this is the birthplace of country music. Yes. And uh, so, uh, it, you know, not Nashville. Uh, <laughs> here in the mountains uh, is the birthplace of uh, country yes. uh, and blue, and you know, basically bluegrass music too. Mm-hmm. So uh, we tried. To, we wanted to have a little bit of that kind of feeling and we got it on that first pick Uh and uh, you know we we enjoyed playing with Bill Mm -hmm. Uh, you know I'm trying to explain the jamming culture to people that have no idea it's more like you're going to have a potluck party people may bring some food (laughs) in a normal jamming situation okay food drinks uh, barbecue 
uh, whatever, and then everybody brings their instruments. And within this music, bluegrass music or old time music, we have certain songs mm-hmm. that everybody kind of knows. Mm-hmm. So that's how a lot of times we can all just sit down and play together, even if we don't know each other. Mm-hmm. Songs may be similar, or it's a song we all, you know, it's the same hundred songs that we all know. So that kind of makes it fun. It makes it an extreme folk music. Yes. It's, it's always interesting because, you know, I have a different you know, coming into this area to uh-huh. learn about this whole entire jam session culture and so on. <laughs> and usually these mountain men mm-hmm. who is into bluegrass music and stuff uh, is very strict with, like, do you know the history of yeah. this song or this version who of this, this song yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so on. So usually they wouldn't even look at me or talk to me and they're uh-huh. just probably thinking like what's this asian girl doing here type of <laughs> attitude but then when i start playing some of the song like a standard or jam mm-hmm. you know song or something and then they'll realize oh okay so she knows a little bit and then they'll <laughs> tell me like oh can you play that can you play that and then if i be able to answer it They'll be like, oh, you know, like a buddy, buddy. Yeah, then know. it becomes okay. <laughs> like, I don't want to fool yes. with you until they figure out you yes. know how to really play it or something. <laughs> but that kind of also helped me to motivate to learn about the history background or even language itself, mm-hmm. English, um, because I wanted to be able to communicate. I wanted mm-hmm. to be able to connect with... Musically. Yes. Be part of the music. Yes, yes. So, so. yeah. And I will say this, you know, even like... Like even the United States compared to Japan, the the people the jamming you know the bluegrass people in Japan too jam as well. It's interesting to me coming from this side, the songs are different. Yes. So the songs when I first went to Japan, the songs that were just kind of common jamming songs, mm-hmm. some were the same, but a lot of them were different than the ones that I knew. So it was good for me. I got to learn two sets of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, two different sets of. Uh, jam songs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh but yeah it's just a, it's just an interesting kind of how do you say just a down home kind of feeling yeah uh when the jamming's going on there's no arguing true there's no politics true there's no nothing it's just music and then when you get done eat so, <laughs> sounds the, like a great so deal it sounds to me. like that's the most important part but, but the eating <laughs> yes. well it's something to look you know you're oh, building to it yes, yeah i get it so you're you're basically playing music for your food okay so uh but anyway we just uh, we wanted to touch base a little bit on episode number four mm-hmm. this is episode 36 of the jp part but uh referring to episode number four on netflix original series swap shop mm-hmm um, we mentioned a little bit earlier that uh, I, I mentioned it briefly. Uh, don't forget how to support us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to Fiddle and Leona, F-I-D-D-L-I-N-G-L-E-O-N-A dot com and uh, check out the store. Do a little bit of shopping. Uh, got a few vintage items. Mm-hmm. Got some uh, our branded merch. Got better t-shirts mm-hmm. than this one. It's a- <laughs> They're even. It's not sideways. Mm-mm. And it has a, a better design on it. Uh, made in the USA. Yes. Uh, I've also got hats, stickers, CDs, 
you can also get Leona's music digitally uh, yes. wherever you get your digital music. I will say one thing. Your latest album, like on Amazon and stuff, is under Fiddling Leona. Yes. But the one that has, we've had several people ask about the one that has Sweet Potato Chips, mm -hmm. the song Sweet Potato Chips. It's actually, you have to search Leona. Yes. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't have the fiddling, fiddling at that moment. <laughs> so just search Leona or uh, fiddle, or you can actually, you know, you can ask uh, your Amazon device or something, oh, fiddling, or just ask for Leona <laughs> sweet potato chips, mm -hmm. and uh, that'll that'll take care of that. Um, I was trying to think, is there anything else business-wise we need to take care of at the moment? Um, just follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Twitter, TikTok. Uh, that's about it. She's fiddling Leona, and I'm at, at J.P. Mathis, M-A-T-H-E-S. And our food truck site is johnpaulusa.jp. Mm -hmm. So if you want to uh, follow that, we'll get that uh, that aspect cranked back up when it warms up just a little bit. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> what we wanted to do kind of in the show today, we'll jam just a little bit. Sure. You want to jam something out? Sure. All right, let's uh, let's get our instruments ready, and okay. we'll play just uh, we'll play the end of the show out. Are you ready, Leona? I think so. All right, let's do a little. We'll get we'll leave you with a little piece of sweet potato chips. Bye. 